0: The Miami Hurricanes just held one of their biggest recruiting events of the year. So here's what we know about that cookout. You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, if there is such a thing. I'm Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to AllHurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. For the everydayers, we are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. On Saturday, Miami Hurricanes held their annual recruiting cookout, had dozens of 2024, 2025, even 2026 prospects on campus. Here are some of the most important nuggets we've got on Class of 2024. Now, over the weekend, for those who are on Kane's Twitter and you like to explore the message boards, there had been a lot of buzz about a potential surprise visitor, someone whose name hadn't been published, and someone who I believe was that surprise that people were buzzing about is four-star edge Elias Rudolph. He had committed to Michigan earlier this summer around the 4th of July. He was on campus, he was at the barbecue, and apparently he spent some extra time talking with Miami's coaches afterwards, so they're clearly putting in the energy to try and flip Rudolph from his Wolverines pledge to a potential Miami pledge. You remember Miami had gotten into Elias Rudolph's recruitment late, primarily because of geography. Elias Rudolph grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, but he just moved down a few months ago to transfer to Deerfield Beach for his senior year. So Miami covered him and scouted him at the Palm Beach Gardens Jamboree a couple of months ago, and that's when they gave him an offer, whereas Michigan and others in the Big Ten had been on him for a lot longer. So again, I'm not saying his pledge to Michigan isn't pretty secure, but he did show up to Miami's recruiting event, and I know Miami is trying to recruit this really talented edge rusher. I mentioned he was at that Palm Beach Gardens Jamboree. He was by far the standout player on either side of the football at that jamboree. Jason Taylor was out there. Alex Mirabal were out there. They were both watching him up close and in person. So Elias Rudolph did show up to Miami's barbecue. Uh, Someone else who showed up to Miami's barbecue. This is a current Miami commit, but I think we can all breathe a sigh of relief when it comes to four-star running back, Kevin Riley. Yeah, he's a Miami commit, verbal commit, but... There has been some buzz that the Alabama Crimson Tide because they've missed out on some running back targets that they might be turning up the heat for Riley. And it would make sense if they would do so, because Kevin Riley is not only an in-state guy for Alabama, but he lives right in the area, Tuscaloosa County, Alabama. He lives right by Bama's campus. Uh, So, you know, he was interviewed after his uh, appearance at the barbecue. He says, yes, he still hears from Alabama and Auburn, but. He made it clear he's locked into Miami, and he has, according to canesport.com, he has shut down his recruitment, and he is a cane. Now, remember something we've been saying for the last several weeks about Kevin Riley is something that separates Miami from the rest of the pack is Miami several months ago made it clear to Kevin Riley, you're the number one back on our board. We are making you a uh, priority, I should say when others like Auburn and Alabama slow played him and kind of had him as a backup option. So I think Miami prioritizing him went a long way for Kevin Riley. Of course, it's not over till national signing day, but Kevin Riley says he's shutting down his recruitment. That's a really good thing because we need him in this class. Now, another Miami commit who we've been a little bit worried about taking other visits and all that. uh, I feel really good about Artavius Jones, the four-star defensive tackle who committed to Miami just a few weeks ago. He was down for the cookout from uh, Bluntstown, Florida, and he appeared to have a great time. Now, he had made a visit to Florida State earlier this week. Uh, He lives, I think, less than an hour away from FSU's campus, but then he came down to Miami for the cookout. I think Miami's going to keep him locked in. Um, You know, I hope I can say the same for Cameron Pruitt the four-star linebacker who's out of the state of Alabama because he uh, just recently received an offer from the Crimson Tide. I'm a little bit less clear on, you know, where things stand with Pruitt, but he's a Miami commit. Hopefully Miami can keep him on board. And Cameron Pruitt was at the cookout, which is always a good sign. Okay, so for uncommitted guys, this is the big name. The biggest name who was at Miami's cookout is five-star defensive tackle Kamarian Franklin. He just made his fifth visit to Miami. This is not a local guy. He lives in Cormorant, Mississippi. He's made five trips, four of those on his own dime down to South Florida. This guy has made Coral Gables his second home. Now the buzz on Kamari and Franklin is he's going to be making uh hopefully to Miami, but to somewhere he's going to be making a verbal commitment at some point in the month of August. So he's going to make a verbal commit before his final high school season starts i feel pretty good about where miami stands right now now remember earlier in the week he was supposed to take an unofficial to auburn he canceled it for reasons unknown but he still made it down for his miami visit which was good uh and we think kamarian's going to make some kind of an announcement a, a verbal commitment during the month of august now the thing is uh even though he may announce for miami or whoever in the month of august he still does plan to take some ovs in the fall for game days he's already used his miami ov during the summer but he may take some ovs to other places during game days. so no matter where kamarian commits in august that fight's going to rage on so if he does commit to miami you keep fighting for him to keep him if he commits somewhere else miami will not give up the same way they haven't given up for elias rudolph and others another big name who was at the cookout four-star receiver, LeWayne McCoy, who also spent some extra time, I heard, chatting with Mario Cristobal. Uh, He's a Florida State commit, as we've covered on this show in recent weeks. Miami is trying to flip LeWayne McCoy from his verbal commitment to FSU. He uh, told uh, Cane Sport on three, I had a very good time. I was bonding with other recruits, but my favorite part was when me and Coach KB, Kevin Beard, were at the top of the high board. You know, they like to do at the pool, right? They jump off the high dive. We were jumping off into the pool. The thing is, he told me to jump first so I could give him the guts to jump. And when I jumped, he came down right after me. So, sound like LeWayne McCoy had a good time. Hopefully, Miami can work this one. And another player that I'm a huge fan of seemed to have a good time at the cookout. Was four star interior offensive lineman Eddie Pierre Louis. I think there's growing confidence about where Miami stands for him, and he has long been considered a UCF lean. I think some folks who cover UCF recruiting are starting to get a little bit concerned that he's trending a little bit more towards Miami. I would love to have this player uh, from Tampa on Miami's offensive line six foot three, 335 pounds. He seems to have the right skill set, the right kind of power, and the right attitude that would make him fit in perfectly on Miami's offensive line. So those are some of the highlights from the recruiting cookout. Uh, today. Today's going to be a big day here on Locked on Canes. Uh, after this episode today, we ain't done because we're going to have a, a late afternoon recap of Canes Fall Camp Media Day. I'm going to be at Canes Fall Camp Media Day from noon to about 3 p.m. today. We're going to have videos of that on our YouTube channel. I'm going to do a full episode recap of it sometime later on today. But we still have more to talk about on this episode. Guess who's back in the headlines? John Ruiz, Life Wallet, a comprehensive Miami Herald report, paints a pretty ugly picture. We're going to talk about what that means, what we learned, and what, if anything, it might mean for the University of Miami. We're only getting started. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. I hope you're keeping it locked to eBay Motors. You know this. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube and for the everydayers. If you want to take your everyday or to the next level, sign up for our exclusive SMS texting community through subtext. I include a link in the show description below. If you want to sign up, and you know what? It's really easy to remember. Uh, it's join subtext.com slash locked on canes. If you want to join up and guys, You get text messages directly from my phone to your phone with show updates and previews. You'll get them before anyone else gets them. Breaking news, recruiting scoops, one-on-ones with me. We're going to answer some of your subtext questions on this episode. You can try it completely free for 14 days. And then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. So click the link in the show description below. So on Sunday morning, a, a big time and pretty scathing article from the Miami Herald was published about the state of life wallet and John Ruiz and their finances, their situation with the stock market. And obviously that's got a lot of people buzzing and it's got a lot of Miami fans concerned. And it's got a lot of non Miami fans, rival fans trying to throw it in your face. Like you see, you see John Ruiz, he can't foot the bill anymore. Miami's dead. They can't recruit. There's no NIL. It's completely dried up. So, Um, You know, for those who really keep your nose in the news and for those who watch and listen to Locked on Canes, um, there's only really a couple of new things you learned on that Herald report, um, because, listen, going back to last spring, we've been covering the fact that, you know, the life wallet stock price has been struggling and that they have been reportedly in danger of being delisted by the NASDAQ. uh, And so. Really, there's a couple of new things that we learned that are alleged in this Miami Herald report. Uh, Let me read you a couple of excerpts from it. The Miami Herald has learned that Ruiz and his health insurance claims company LifeWallet are the target of federal and criminal investigations. That's something alleged here we didn't know about. Uh, They say the ongoing federal probe marks an unprecedented level of trouble for the one-time TV host whose business practices and outsized lifestyle evoke comparisons to Donald Trump, they say. Uh, They say Ruiz and Life Wallet are the target of investigations by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. That's the SEC, but not the SEC. That's, you know, the, the other SEC. And the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Florida. They are looking at financial representations made to investors and spending practices, according to sources. But all three agencies declined to comment. And, you know, to be fair to Mr. Ruiz's side, uh, he has publicly on his social media and in comments made to media outlets, he is denying that he is under any criminal or civil investigation. He is denying those allegations made by the Miami Herald report. But obviously, all of this, uh, it it paints a, let's say, a discouraging picture of someone who's been so associated with name image and likeness at the University of Miami. Now, it is important, folks, to note that for the past several months, other Miami NIL players, yes, there are others besides Ruiz. I know a lot of people who only follow the headlines of the breadcrumbs don't understand that. They think it's only Ruiz. Uh, a lot of other Miami NIL players have been pivoting away from John Ruiz and stepping up to compensate for that. Because LifeWallet stock price being in the gutter, that's not anything new. We've known about that for quite some time because there is other big money out there. People who like to do things more quietly than John does that are stepping up. And the Keynes Connection Collective has been stepping up and gaining a lot of momentum. Okay, so I can assure you um, because this is not really related to the allegations against LifeWallet and that story that was written. I can personally assure you, cause I'm 100% confident of this, uh, that Miami's NIL situation is still very strong because they've known about these troubles for a long time. And I believe there has been a pivot away from Ruiz and other things being done to compensate for this. Kane's connection, the collective already has 75 out of Miami's 85 football players signed. And I imagine they're going to have the entire roster signed up pretty soon. Now, Would Miami's NIL situation be even stronger if Ruiz was still a heavy hitter? Maybe, probably, but I'm not worried right now in a vacuum about where Miami stands with name, image, and likeness. They are still competitive. And by the way, to be fair to John Ruiz, I would like to point out the fact that even though LifeWallet appears to be in financial peril right now, uh, up to this point, he still is paying and honoring all of the NIL deals that he cut. So, you know... If those payments start drying up, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But he still is paying out and honoring the deals that he has cut up to this point. Okay, so those things I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Miami's NIL situation, but potential worries down the road. Here are two things that I can be a tad worried about. Number one, how all of this bad press on Ruiz can be used as negative recruiting against Miami because you're already seeing it. You're already hearing about it. Because okay, you and I, we know that Miami is still a big time player in NIL, but those who strictly associate Miami with Ruiz might not know that, right? You see it if you go to the uh, the Gators and the Seminole message boards. By God, they're broke. They ain't got nothing left down there in Coral Gables. They're completely broke down there. That's a lot of the rhetoric you see out there. It's simply not true. Uh, but number two, here's here's the thing. And again, I don't I don't have any evidence that this is a factor right now. And from conversations I've had, because I've asked the question to numerous different people, including attorneys, do you think this Ruiz trouble might lead to any sort of ripple effect sanctions towards Miami if he's doing anything wrong in terms of, you know, the SEC And uh, the Justice Department, if Miami could somehow get punished for this. And so far, the answers that I've gotten range from no to probably not. Okay. So I'm not worried about this anytime soon. But will this life wallet trouble give the NCAA any sort of pretense to put Miami under even more scrutiny? Because they already put Miami on probation because of Ruiz back in March. So even if all of the Ruiz NIL deals are above board, If you give the NCAA license, pretense, or an excuse to search your home, those weasels might find something if they put their minds to it, even if it's not what they set out to look for in the first place. For example, last year, the NCAA started looking around the Miami football program and they found nothing, but they were able to conjure up something about Katie Meyer and the Cavender twins and John Ruiz. So... And remember, Miami is under probation for a year. So if you give the NCAA any sort of an excuse to sniff around your business, they may not find what they're looking for, but they might conveniently find something else. So that is something that I'm worried about. Okay, Uh, but I don't want anyone to freak out because, again, big takeaways on this should be um, Miami from an NIL standpoint has been pivoting away from John Ruiz for some time. They were prepared for the inevitability of something like this happening <laughs> and they're still competitive nationally in NIL. Now we have brought up on this show that even though Miami is still a big time player in name, image, and likeness, one of the things you see changing around college football is others have really stepped up and closed the gap, right? You know, Florida state, Florida, obviously Auburn, cause they are crushing it out there. Schools like that, Alabama, Ohio State, have fixed some of the issues that they had surrounding NIL last year. They've become more organized and more mobilized. So there are others that are closing the gap compared to what Miami has been doing. When we come back, I'm going to open it up to you guys' questions. Going to get through as many as I can. Uh, You've been asking us questions on the subtext. You can join completely free for 14 days. And then $4.99 a month We give you a lot of added value on there. Click the link in the show description below. You guys want to know about Tyler Van Dyke. You guys want to know what kind of negative effect this Ruiz stuff is going to have on recruiting, uh, which player is going to have a breakout season coming up. Also, uh, one of Miami's current verbal commits has just received a big offer from another program. Are we concerned about a flip? We will get to that and so much more right here on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And remember, we're going to be coming at you later on today. We're going to have another episode wrapping up Canes Fall Camp Media Day because Fall Camp starts tomorrow. Media Day is today. I'm going to have access to almost every player on the roster. I'm going to talk to as many as I possibly can today. We're going to talk to coaches today. We're going to have videos just all over our YouTube channel at Locked on Canes. So make sure you check that out. And we'll have a full recap of fall camp media day a little bit later on today. Uh, we get a question from Mike who says, hey, Ohio State just made an offer to Chance Robinson. Do we know how solid his verbal is? Uh, so, yeah, four star wide receiver out of St. Thomas Aquinas, Chance Robinson, who's been committed to Miami since April, just received an offer from Ohio State. Now, um, should you be now? Uh, I'm not speaking for chance here. I'm speaking for me. Should he be a little bit concerned? Probably because Brian Hartline, Ohio State's wide receivers coach and offensive coordinator is one of the best recruiters of wide receivers that we've ever seen. Uh, And also, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how – I think I think Chance is close with, with Jeremiah Smith because they were Miami Gardens Ravens together. Jeremiah Smith is uh, is already committed to Ohio State, so I don't know what sort of a pull he might have. So, yeah, you'd probably be a little bit concerned. As far as how, how solid Chance's verbal is, you know, he did take some visits over the summer elsewhere, uh, you know, including uh, Florida and Florida State, but he stayed locked in with Miami. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's completely shut down his recruitment. And Ohio State, an offer like that can give you something to think about. But if you're asking me, Dono, do I think he's a cane? I still think he's a cane. I still think Chance is a cane. I think he's got a tremendous relationship with Kevin Beard, the wide receivers coach. He's also got a tremendous relationship with Jojo Trader, who's committed to Miami. So, uh, you know, obviously, I think anytime one of your wide receiver commits gets an offer from that school, you have to worry a little bit. But I I think Chance is pretty solid to Miami. We'll see how this one plays out. Uh, Let's see who else we got here. We got a good question from the 704 who says, hey, there are so many doubters about Van Dyke and what he could be this year. If he has a good year, he doesn't have to go to the NFL draft. He could come back for his senior year. And imagine how good we would look then with our wide receivers and maybe some more O-line chemistry. We only have three seniors on offense, he says. Matt Lee, Cam McCormick, who may have grandkids already, he says. (laughs) Cam McCormick's an eighth-year guy. And Frank Ladson, that's not a lot. Uh, we don't have to go, uh, if we don't go 10 and two this year, but maybe even nine and three or eight and four with being competitive in these games and playing hard, um, could be a hell of a team next year. If, if, uh, they have bought into the rebuild, uh, listen, um, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. My thinking is if Miami goes like nine and three and Tyler Van Dyke throws for 4,000 yards, um, he'll probably end up leaving for the draft, which is a good problem to have. If your quarterback has a great year, that's a good problem to have. Will he stay will he go? But listen, if I've already told you uh, Miami's NIL situation is still competitive. And maybe if if Miami goes, you know, nine and three this year and Van Dyke looks and says, you know what, I think they might be a national championship type contender. We might be a national championship type contender next year. Let's let it ride. Is that possible? Sure. I can't speak for Tyler, but because obviously the pull of the NFL would be very strong at that point, but nothing is impossible. We get a couple similar questions here, uh, but David T. asked, do you think the negative Ruiz talk will have any impact on recruiting? Um, It could, because you know the Floridas and the Florida States and the Ohio States, Alabamas, and everybody are going to be trying to tell recruits. You see what's happening down there? You see that Ruiz character? Laugh Wallet. Yeah, I don't know why they make the I in Life Wallet sound like an A. Life Wallet. You see what's going on down there? Uh, they're going to use it as negative recruiting. Now, you know, it's up to Miami to do a good enough job to let them know, hey, this is something that's going on, but it's not going to directly affect us, and we're, we're strong, and, you know, it's up to Kane's connection and, and whoever to make these players understand that there's still a competitive NIL situation down here. So it could... Uh, We get a question from our guy, Q Irvin. Do you think the Ruiz rumors will have any effect on recruiting? I I think I answered that already, but he says, second question, what is your opinion on Zion Nelson? Will he have a big role this season? I think Zion is going to be one of the two or three most important players on Miami's offense. It's my understanding he is close to being 100% healthy that we're going to see Zion at some point during fall camp, maybe not till midway through fall camp, but according to his current trajectory, I think Zion Nelson is on track to be a week one starter this year. And if he's healthy, he's Miami's starting left tackle Zion Nelson, a healthy Zion is the best left tackle right now on this football team in a year or two, it's going to be Samson Okunlola, but right now it's Zion Nelson. So, um, Sounds to me like he's ready to start the season and he's going to be protecting Tyler Van Dyke's blind side. This is a guy who heading into last year was getting first round NFL projections. So I think Zion's going to play a big role on the team this year. Let's see. Uh, Dono, the season couldn't come any sooner. Who do you see as a possible breakout player this year? It can be a returning player, freshman, or a transfer. This is from Jake. Okay, let me give you this. I think this is going to be the year of Horton on both sides of the football. I could see Isaiah Horton heading into his second year at wide receiver because the dude had a great spring. Now, Miami has surprising depth on wide receiver now compared to last year, but Isaiah Horton to be really good spring. He's built up his body, he's got that height and size six foot four with a long wingspan. I could see Isaiah Horton breaking out on offense. I could see Joshua Horton. Breaking out on defense, Uh, the true freshman defensive tackle out of uh, out of Georgia, Langston Hughes High in the Atlanta area. You know, there's been a lot of growing buzz about him on social media in recent days because he posted a picture of himself looking absolutely jacked. And he's up to 300 pounds now because I think he was in like the 285, 290 range in his senior year of high school. He's put on quality weight has Horton. And I've heard nothing but good things about Joshua Horton in the offseason program. Um, I think he could make himself a factor at defensive tackle, even as a first year guy, not saying he's going to start or anything like that. But I could see Joshua Horton breaking out this year. I could see Isaiah Horton breaking out this year. I could also see uh, I could also see um, who, who am I thinking about here? Ray 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 Joseph, Nathaniel Joseph. I could see him having a breakout year as a true freshman at receiver. So those are some names I'll give you for guys who could have a breakout year this year. All right. I think that's all that I have time for to answer today, but I will answer some more of your questions throughout the week. And guys, just, just brace yourselves. It's going to be a busy day of content coming up. Um, you know, if you're listening to the audio version, thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe, whether it's Apple podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google subscribe to locked on canes. If you watch the video version, even if you don't usually watch the video version, I want to let you know, we are going to have probably close to a dozen interviews with players and coaches getting posted on our YouTube channel later today. So keep your eyes out for that. We're going to talk with several players on Miami's roster, Mario Cristobal. I'm sure several assistant coaches will be available because today is media day. We're going to be loaded with content throughout the rest of the day. So make sure you keep it locked in. Busy day and busy week coming up. And I will be out at fall camp this week right here on Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team. Every day.